Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Not sure if I sound a little hoarse today. I, I might be low energy today, and if I do, it's for a good reason. I attended what will, I think it's undoubtedly the greatest sporting event of my life yesterday. Before this current, before the past month or so, I had never attended a Phillies playoff game. And I always regretted it. Back in the 20, you know, 2007 to 2011 runs, I didn't get to one playoff game. I was broke. I couldn't afford that shit, so I didn't go. And I've regretted it. I always regretted it. And now I, I've i seen a, a killer 9-1 to win with Aaron Nola dominating. And I've seen them clinch a trip to the World Series. And I saw one of the most truly amazing clutch moments in Philadelphia sports history. An historic moment in Philadelphia sports history. You know, we were out there in the rain in center field, and we were hoping the rain would not be as bad as the forecast was showing. But we stood there the whole time, no cover, just to get that unimpeded view. Because everywhere else, people were standing throughout the game. If you stood in the normal standing room, you couldn't see shit for most of the game. So I'm, I got that unimpeded view in center field. I did not move. And what an experience. We didn't seek shelter. We didn't move. We stood there. And we watch the fightings. Said. Said. I am. I was stoked. And that game, that should have been delayed. It should have been delayed. And the rain was a factor, man. In the seventh inning, the Padres put up two runs. And it was bullshit because that ball was slipping and sliding all over the place. It was crap. And things were looking dire for game five in the eighth inning. But, you know, there was a little hope. Two of the Phillies' big guns were coming up. JT Real Muto. Bryce Harper and JT led off the inning with a single. It's like, all right, all right. Bryce is coming up to the plate. And if anyone's going to do this, it'd be the man with one of the largest contracts in sports history, right? A guy who willingly signed up to play in Philadelphia for 13 years. To play in Philadelphia for 13 years. That's like, can you even fathom making that decision as a professional athlete? Wild. <laughs> Wild. Absolutely wild. I mean, 330 million will do that, but still, it's pretty wild to put up with, you know, the stuff that you get from the sports media here and the fans and everything. I, I but, really wish a Philly, uh, I really wish an NHL player would do that for the Flyers, but. Yeah, well, that's, I wish there was a no cap so the Flyers could yeah. do that again. I miss those days. It's too, too hard to do that, though. 
to make cap room. Too well, it is too hard to do that kind of stuff too. But you know, the thing about Bryce is he's always seemed to get it. Like he, we call what he does pandering a lot of the time, and you know, I'm sure there's a lot of pandering, but. Ultimately, he does seem to be one of those athletes who gets the attitude here, much like Jason Kelsey, who has been at multiple Phillies playoff games now. I saw yeah. him on the stage, uh, the Fox stage uh, during pregame on Sunday, and it was so cool. And God, I love Jason Kelsey. I mean, he's gone to the Flyers game, too, and he they use him for pump-up videos there sometimes. He's rung the bell at the Sixers game. Jason Kelsey truly gets it, and Bryce Harper seems to truly get it as well. And the thing was... People come here and they sign these big contracts, right? They come with these big expectations and they either never get their chance to live up to them or they get their chance and they f- just fail spectacularly. So Bryce got his moment. It's the, the moment we dreamed of when he signed that contract. And I'm in center field. Bryce hits that ball into left field. And there's one thing we know. It's either hitting the wall or it's out. There's one of those two things. We know it's good. People are losing their minds. I didn't even know it was out at first. I didn't see it go over the goddamn fence, but the crowd was going crazy. I knew at minimum that game was tied at minimum. And then when I saw him cross home plate, oh my God, just that feeling of like, holy shit, he did it. Like he fucking did it. I I still can't believe he did it. This son of a bitch (laughs) stepped up. And hit the go-ahead home run in the biggest spotlight. He had his chance. He had his moment. And he took it. And An unironic wow. Just not not an Owen Wilson wow. Not an ironic <laughs> wow at all. Wow. Just, just wow is the reaction. A, a, a genuine wow. I love it when shit like that happens. When like you're expecting something to happen and you're like, there's no way it's going to happen. And there's then it happens. And you're like, wow. Like, again, genuine wow. And and I got to say, like, this is a little off the beaten path, but like one of the moments that I will always remember that was kind of in that same light was the Super Bowl in 2006 when it was the Colts and Bears and the opening kickoff. Everyone was like, there's no fucking way Devin Hester is going to return it. And then he did. And it was like everyone was like losing their minds. And like, I, I couldn't believe it happened. And yeah, like obviously very different, but like. It's it's one of those things. It's really cool when like there's a bunch of hype surrounding something and or like there's a big moment and you just like know that like it's going to happen and then it does. And it's it's so special. Yeah. Like even with the Eagles Super Bowl, there were multiple times where we were like it's going to happen, right? And cuz yeah. we thought the game was over when Brandon Graham had that strip sack of Brady. And then no, they still got another chance. It still had to come down to a goddamn Hail Mary. And that was killer on my heart i'm sure that took years off my life yeah but i mean it's just what a special moment like i'm i'm almost in tears thinking about it right now and it's just crazy to think that this happened i got to be there for it like i got to be there in person i i took my sister to that game and it was her first playoff game so it was really special i got to share that with my sister who I have, I think I've talked about this story on the podcast before, but my, my, probably my oldest sports memory or one of my oldest sports memories was back at the vet when my dad got tickets right above the Phillies dugout and the fanatic came over and he, he sat on me at one point (laughs) and like took my popcorn and started spreading it among the crowd. (laughs) Sounds right. Meanwhile, at the seventh inning stretch, he took my sister, danced with her on the dugout, and gave her one of the players' hats. He gave her Dave Holland's hat. 
So very different experiences for, for me and my sister right there. But you know, that, that at this point, what were we? I think she was like four or five years old. I was about eight or nine. So we're talking about 30 years ago. This happened. This is a 30 year old memory. And 30 years later to, to, you know, be able to share this moment with her was really special to, to share it with Emily, who I've been together with for, you know, a hair under a decade at this point. Like that's, you know, phenomenal. And to be out there in the rain and not move. Like that's a story. That's a goddamn story that I'll be able to tell forever. And it just, it all felt special. And it's a year that they weren't expected to do this. You know, we went Mm -hmm. in with rock bottom expectations. They were the sixth seed. And this is a lot like the flyers in 2010, where they were the lowest seed. They, you know, you could, or I think they were the second lowest seed, but the flyers, you had very, very low expectations for them in that 2010 run. And, they ended up in the Stanley Cup final and we don't want to talk about how that ended because, you know, the records can't, the records have been completely lost on how that ended. There's no way to tell, but it's, you know, it's really special when you have a true underdog story. And I know the Phillies have a high payroll and all that bullshit, whatever you say, like they were the last team into the playoffs. The expectations were not high and this team turned it on when they had to. And that, feels friggin' amazing and they're going up against an incredible team in the Astros whatever your feelings are on the Astros and they're cheating from a few years ago they're still an incredible baseball team they have blown everybody up in the playoffs so far and it's I don't have any expectations going into it I'm very happy to be here and yeah I'd love to be partying on Broad Street in like a week and a half or a week or so but whatever happens I mean I had a, a special goddamn moment at Citizens Bank Park on Sunday and I, you know, I'm going to play my, my reaction. I took a little video right after they, they won that game. I'm going to play some of that real quick. Let me see if I can get that up. I had it queued up. And then sometimes, you know, when you have the Apple photos and uh, you like swipe the wrong way and it's like, yeah, yeah. All right. I start Jason Kelseying a little bit. Underdogs! Nobody believed in us! <laughs> it's the whole Howie team! Roseman! The whole team! <laughs> but, like, that was, that was like, where my head was at. I, I just couldn't believe that this team made it to that point. And just, what a day. And this easily takes the cake for, you know, the greatest sporting event I've ever attended. It beats out Flyers-Bruins game four, unfortunately, from 2010 as the greatest playoff game I had attended. And believe me, that's still a special memory, too, to be there at the start of the Flyers' comeback in that Bruins series was a, a very special memory. A game that Mark Recchi tried his damnedest to take away from us, but we would not <laughs> let him. And Simone Gagne was there, and oh, what a good time that was, but... You know, this was something else. I mean, to, to see the team clinch the trip to the championship against the odds and to celebrate with the city of Philadelphia that there is no other sports city in the United States that celebrates like Philadelphia when we get these chances. Because they're, they're, they're few and far between, frankly. And, you know, I'm... <sighs> I, I think I've said my piece on this, but you know I'm I'm smiling just thinking about it. I've I've watched the home run 
all you know a hundred times probably at this point already the Harper home run the Scott Fransky call where he, I don't know if you've heard that one but Scott Fransky is easily you know one of my top broadcasters in the city currently and uh, maybe ever at this point and the call he had on the home run and he said bedlam at the bank is just oh chef's kiss it is a beautiful call and you it, it, it stinks that we can't have harry callis here for this i mean we had him around for 08 and that was a magical thing beautiful thing harry callis the goat i, I love him with all my heart and soul but scott fransky as worthy a successor as there is but you know let's go phils let's keep it going and uh at least for now i'm i'm beaming win the damn thing boys let's do it the he- let's bring the it houston home. astros more like the Pustin Astros. Because <laughs> they, there you go. they smell yeah, like the, poo. The Pustin Astro- well, that's because they're opening trash can lids to cheat. Yeah, exactly. They should close yeah. those, freshen up the air. This is a cocky goddamn team, the Houston Astros. Like, they really are acting like they're shit. Here's my thing. And, and they, have, they haven't lost a playoff game, so they, they can back I was about up. to say, they haven't lost a playoff game yet. Don't you think they're due to lose oh, a few? I think maybe four. maybe four, like that in nice. a row. Even if you can win this many in a row, who's to say you can't lose four in a row? I don't know. Like it's I don't know, I don't know. But just to see the the big time athlete step up to the plate and come through in the clutch like that, man. I you don't see that in Philly very often. No, you don't. Like yeah, it that that was really really cool to see that happen. And like, well, it was the yeah the bottom of the eighth, like just bottom of the eighth after they let up the they let up the go ahead run. So they were up two to one for a good chunk of time, and then they let up two runs in the seventh inning to make it three to two. And then they got a runner on in the bottom of the seventh, but they couldn't drive him home. So it came to the eighth, and you know. We've been rained on all day. A lot of people were cold. I mean, I slipped and fell at one point on my <laughs> knee. My knee was hurting. I I hadn't sat for hours. My legs are old at this point. They can't quite take it. It's I your your hopes are not high, but I rallied as good as I could, man, as well as I could. I I was out there still screaming for Jose Alvarado to keep throwing hundred mile an hour zingers in there and keeping the hope. But you know, it's tough. It's tough in those situations, but man, J- JT got on and then Bryce came up and again, your, your expectations are high. You, but, you know, there's a great thing in Ted Lasso where they talk about, you know, it's the hope that kills you yeah. and not getting your hopes up. And I, I can be pretty negative about sports. I think I'm still more one of the, one of the more positive flyers podcasters and non this year. Usually I tend to be one of the more positive guys and I still not try not to get my hopes up too high because I can't be just devastated when they lose. Like I I've been devastated by these teams enough in my lifetime. And, and thankfully I've seen two championships. I, I would hope to see a couple more soon, but I've seen two major championships from the Phillies and Eagles and that they have also tempered me in a way that before 08, I really just like, it was miserable. It was hopeless. I felt cursed my entire life. 2008 really changed a lot for me. And then 2017 
even more so. Like I, I really have been more relaxed on sports since 2017 than I had ever been at any point in my life. So like, I'm still enjoying it, but like actually having the satisfaction of winning, it really makes a difference. And because it's miserable if you have no chance of winning. I mean, we've been seeing this. I, I know there's a good chunk of Flyers fans who aren't Phillies or Eagles or Sixers fans. They don't like other sports. They just like hockey. And I feel your pain, guys. Like, I, I felt it my whole life, too. Like, it it, it sucks just not having hope. And th- this is part of the reason why we, we, you know, I don't like seeing the Flyers lose, but I, I would like to see the Flyers have a better strategy moving forward. I'd like to see them build towards something. And that's why it's so painful to see them as rudderless as they seem in the past few years. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things like right now it's like, like honestly my entire time as a fan, as a Flyers fan, I have not seen them go on, like do really anything magical. Um, and it sucks. Like the most magical run the Flyers have made in my time as a Flyers fan has been the got the ghosts like breakout season as a rookie. And did they even make the playoffs that year? I think they did. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, I think they did. I think that was the year they lost to the the Rangers. Yeah. Wait, I don't think so. Was that Barubi's first year? Oh no, that the year they lost it was the Capitals year where they got like That's right. Yeah. That was the Capitals. That was the Capitals. So it all it all kind of blends together after a right. while, unfortunately, at least for the past decade. Like I, I can tell you very specific runs from the decades before that. Like I, I remember the Lightning run really well where they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and gave it their all and, and still lost, but there's some goddamn memorable games from that run. You know, there's the, the Jer- we were talking earlier in the Slack about the, the Jeremy Roenick game yeah. where he scored the overtime winner where it looked like Toronto had murdered poor Sammy Kapanen and he had to get like pulled off the ice essentially. And Jeremy Roenick went out there and scored the overtime winner. Like I, I can tell you about those moments and the last really memorable Flyers playoff moments I can tell you about. And like, you know, it's nice they won that Montreal Canadiens round like a couple years back, but there's not really any great moments except for maybe you know the nookies at the end of the one came from uh who was it Derek grant was given oh that was fun i did like that that was fun but like that's you know that series was pretty pretty unwatchable it's a pretty shit series to be honest with you and then the islander series was god awful but like the last really memorable flyers playoff run at this point is 2012 and that's they won one round, even though it felt like 12 rounds in one because that Penguin series wild, just one of the most wild playoff series we had ever seen. And I think the, the hope at that time was we'd be seeing more series that were just that crazy and it never reached that level again. Right. Yeah. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see like the Eagles season in 2017. That was the most fun I've ever had. You know what I mean? Like from the sea, like the regular season being incredible and then the Wentz injury, and that screwed everything up. And I thought, like, I thought it was over. Well, that's the crazy thing about this Philly season for me is like the eagle that eagle season you're talking about. The regular season was phenomenal, yeah. and like I'm getting a lot of those vibes this year. I don't want to jinx anything, but like I feel really good about this six and zero football team. Yeah, they, you know, it's great. I feel great about them. So that the vibes that year were great. The thing about the Phillies this year 
is I could probably be quoted on the show <laughs> as recently as a month ago saying this team's trash. I don't know why I got excited about right. them, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is about the playoffs, and that's what's nice about expanded playoffs, is you just got to get in, baby. You just got to get in and see what damage you can do. And to not even see the Flyers get it, because the Flyers used to be perennial playoff team. I mean, yeah. it was shocking to me when they didn't make the playoffs. And now... I would be shocked to see them make it and we'll get off to the, we'll talk about the start that they've had pretty soon. We'll get to the hockey, I swear, but the Phillies were dead in the water. They looked like absolute shit. They limped into the playoffs. They barely deserved to be there. And then they, and that first game, they looked like shit too, for the most part until that, that comeback at the end of the game, they just had this freak comeback against the Cardinals and they haven't looked back since. I mean, they've had two losses since then. They've had the the Braves game two and the Padres game two. But, you know, losses do happen unless you're apparently the Houston Astros. Yeah. And they've, but something clicked, man. Like things changed. Bryce Harper got his swing back and he's hit a bunch of home runs. I think he had nine straight games with, uh, with multi-base hits and which is insane. It's insane to think about. And, you know, Hoskins for all his defensive lapses, he's hit a bunch of multi run home runs in the clutch that have been phenomenal. Schwarber finally got his swing back. He got healthy in that knee and he stepped up to the plate. Real Muto's done it and the pitching's been great. I mean, Wheeler was, I, I was pissed off about the rain not being, the game not being stopped because of the rain because Wheeler yeah, was dealing was in that him. game. He, he was killing it. Another guy who, you know, when he was signed by the Phillies, there was some controversy because that was a big contract for a guy who wasn't really proven and was maybe going to be your number two pitcher if you were lucky. And he has gone above and beyond that contract. He's been phenomenal. And to see him get to the playoffs, to see, you know, Nola didn't do as great in the second Padres game this series, but you know, I think Nola largely has pitched pretty damn well when he's gotten the chance in the playoffs this year and Wheeler's done it. And then Ranger friggin' Suarez closing out that game, just coming in. Oh my God. I am just getting over the moon about this stuff. But the thing is they were dead in the water. They were underdogs. They just snuck in and they did damage. And then the Eagles were talking about phenomenal regular season, but they ended up as underdogs when they got into the playoffs because they had that Wentz injury and Nick Foles, the backup, who looked like shit he did. before. He looked like shit until the, the Vikings, Vikings game came out and he just fucking went nuts. And then it just, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. And like, he stunk in the Falcons game and then the Vikings game and the Patriots game are two of the most perfect yeah. quarterback games in Eagles history. Yeah. And like, it's, it's similar for the Phillies too, where like, the Philly, like right now, it feels like confidence is just striking at the perfect time for the Phillies, and that's kind of what happened with Nick Foles. Like he just, he oh yeah, the cocky it. and distraught meter. We we all know the cocky and distraught meter at this yeah. point with Philadelphia sports right now, and the needle has broken off of the cocky oh, yeah. end with the Phillies right now. It is completely broken off, gone around twice. <laughs> it, it's beyond cocky right now, and it's a great feeling. And the Foles thing, I still. I, I still don't understand. I can't believe it. How that I don't happened. Know how it happened either. And I, I, I don't know what kind of witchcraft was at play there, but I'm, I'm grateful for it every day. I like, 
I still can't believe it happened. It's that's just crazy. But like, dude, no, you're right. Like right now, it like <laughs> you bring up the cocky distraught meter. The Sixers are doing everything in their power to to bring that back down to like kind of mid. But like, hey, they got a win. Today, they did. Though. They beat the Pacers, which is good. But like, they beat, yeah, they beat a team they were expected. Yeah, to be. good. good job. I'll take it. It's fine. Hey, they lost the Spurs. That was stunning. Yeah. But no, nah, man, you know what? Like, this is just a fun time for Philly sports. And it's like these times yeah. just don't come around very often. Like, dude, the Eagles beat the shit. Eagles beat the shit out of the Cowboys last week. The Eagles beat the shit out of the Cowboys. And I will tell you, these stadiums are insane right yeah. now with the noise. It's crazy. So I live about a mile away. And I can open up my door right now during a Phillies or Eagles game. And I can hear the crowd from my front oh, yeah. door. At the end of the game last week, after they beat the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, I heard Eagles chants like they were down the street from me. It's it's mayhem. There's no city. I swear to God, like Philly's the best sports city in the world. I've said this many times, and I just don't know how. Like what? What others? I mean, I just don't know any other city that's more just insane about sports their sports teams good or bad than Philadelphia. We, you know, we go hard, man. We go hard. We love hard. We hate hard. It's all yeah. hard at the end of the day. And you can take that however sexually you want to there, <laughs> but it's, uh, we, we go hard, man. We, we, it's, and that's why it's so rough. You know, I'm going to pivot to the flyers now, but oh, and before we actually, before I do that, also a shout out, I'm not a big MLS guy, but, uh, I certainly support any team with the Philadelphia title there. And uh, the Union also won a playoff game, I believe. Are they headed to the, the conference final now for them? Um, I'm not sure exactly which one. Forgive I'm me, not Union sure fans. Either. Yeah, I hate to say but it. But they, they won a game. They got another playoff game coming up. Go Union. Hell yeah. I, I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine if the Union win and then, like, the Phillies win? And, God, could you imagine? Imagine if the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, oh, my God. Well, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen I'd it. I'd like too, to but... see it again. I've seen it. It was funny after the the Phillies game, I a bunch of people asked me, "Oh, did you go to Broad Street? Did you get the the whole scene cuz everybody's going nuts on Broad like they do." And I was like, between being at the stadium, standing the entire game in the rain, falling and hurting my knee at one point, and just already enjoying that entire scene. I just went home and rested and it felt great. And the other thing was I did broad street when the Eagles won. That's how I got my fireworks scar. So, Oh yeah. I'll be there. If there's one more celebration, I will a hundred percent be on broad street. But for Sunday night, I was good. I was like, I I was captain America at the end of the end game. I was like, no, I don't think so. I'm just going to sit on this park bench and, and rest my, my weary body. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about whenever a Philly sports team does something good. Just like seeing the mayhem on broad is so just amazing. I love it. Like we, people the are already climbing mayhem. the street poles and everything. And it's just like, and you know, they grease them up, right? Yeah. That can't stop. They them. grease those poles. That can't stop us. Fuck that grease. No. That's what we were chanting after on broad street after uh, both the, NFC championship game and the Super Bowl when guys were climbing the poles were fuck that grease. <laughs> fuck that grease. I remember I came up for the uh for the parade and I've just never seen a city so united in joy. And I remember we're like standing waiting for, you know, the the parade to come by or whatever. 
and I see like kids just chugging Coronas and like, it was just, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, I've never been so happy to see underage drinking. Oh my God. Uh, speaking of kids, the kid who flipped off the Padres reporter oh, yeah. for the San Diego reporter was fucking hilarious. He was great. He was great. I mean, so many great highlights from Broad Street. Philly Elmo showed up at the drum line. Uh, the, the, but another Flyers connection here. A guy in a Hextall jersey climbed a yeah. pole and was uh, living it up, which is great. There was, and I think it was—I don't think it was the guy in the Hextall th- jersey. I think it was another guy, but there's another guy who's climbed a pole and was getting beers tossed up yeah. to him up there and was just like chugging them up there. Phenomenal. I just—I love the joy of the city right now, and I hope it—I want it to stay this way as long as possible because it's just fun. It's fun when the city's like this. It is just fun. It's funner. It's just better like this. The city's better like this. Everybody's in a good mood, and it's nice to wear my Phil stuff with pride because I have a lot of it, and I I love my Phillies stuff. I love my Phillies, and they they were my first sports heartbreak, my first sports love. You know, Joe Carter was my first, the most clutch hit of all time, Joe Carter, um, was my first big sports heartbreak. I I resented the Blue Jays for years after that. I, I hated their guts like they were the Braves or the Mets. And it's only, I think 2008 purged that hate from me. Before 2008, I, I hated them so much because that was the, that could have been my first championship. I was nine years old. That could have been my first one. And instead, it took until I was, what, at that point, uh, I was born age four, I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm bad with math. Oh my god! <laughs> Same. Twenty-four years old. Twenty-four years old. I could have I could have seen a championship at nine, and it took until I was twenty-four. I mean, it took me till twenty. I think I was twenty-five. So like, not yeah. It took me like a long time to see the Eagles do something, and the Flyers yeah. didn't do anything. Like, um, you know, it's just like I, I wasn't a big baseball fan back in like. 2008 when the when the Phillies won and like the Sixers obviously haven't yeah. won anything so like yeah it's been it's tough times man it's been tough times in Philly sports in the last like however long but yeah it, it yeah, feels it like things been. are like swinging in a different way now and maybe I should knock I'm knocking on wood right now like I feel like hopefully maybe this is like the turn of something really awesome but like we'll see who knows We'll see. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? But man, it's a. Uh, I'm feeling good right now, and you know the the Flyers aren't quite trying to destroy all the vibes, but they're they're doing Flyers things right now. Maybe not doing enough Flyers things currently, but they're uh, they're currently sitting at four two and zero and eight points. They're actually second in the Metro somehow, hilarious. which is a little stunning to me. It's hilarious. It really is because when you want them to lose, they don't actually yeah. lose. But you know they're playing. They'll come. They're playing decent. <laughs> Well, they were playing decent hockey until they played a just lifeless game against the San Jose Sharks on Sunday night to to follow up that Phillies game. They really just took a dump on the ice. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Like, that game was just... I I didn't watch it. I will say. Can you... Did anything interesting happen? I didn't watch one second of the game. So, the game could have been a lot different. They had... So, I can't remember who, but um, the Flyers scored a goal. Um... And Kevin, I think it was Konechny, um scored, and the, the goal got called back because it was offside, and that just kind of like, f- like that just kind of shifted everything, and then the Sharks just like went on a three zero run and and won everything. But like, 
Um, yeah, it was not a great game. It was not a good game for the Flyers at all. And it was just, it makes you wonder like if the game would have been different if that goal stood, but they had to lose eventually. Like they lost to, who was it? They lost the, uh, Panthers and now the Sharks. The losses are coming. Yeah, and, well, They're coming. Like, oh, for sure. I, I still am stunned. I bet against them in that lightning game because I, I, I did like, why wouldn't you some sort of like multi-sport parlay? Oh, I think it was, I bet on the Sixers plus eight, the Phillies plus like three and a half and the Flyers to lose money line and the Flyers won. The Sixers got blown out by the Celtics and the Phillies won. It's just like, I don't understand this team because like you would, like they should have been destroyed by Tampa and like they frankly kind of, I mean, they were out, I believe they were outshot that game like pretty significantly and like the power play for Tampa was like on fire. Stammer scored two goals. They got that two nothing lead. And it's just like the flyers for whatever reason, they were looking amazing. I don't know how the flyers clawed back in that game, but you know, it is nice to see some fight in the flyers. Although again, they didn't show that against the sharks. No, they didn't. And like we had a, we already have like our first like classic John Tortorella, like, post game quote where like he was asked after the game like you know his thoughts on the game and he said uh it sucked <laughs> so like <laughs> we already have a it sucked from John Tortorella which i love so yeah for the record in that lightning game the flyers route shot 38 to 24 okay yeah there we go the big factor so far in their wins has been Carter Hart Carter Hart is responsible for all four of their wins 1.75 GAA, 949 save percentage. Hart has just been lights out so far. I kind of feel bad for Felix Sandstrom, who is not putting up bad numbers. He's got a 900 save percentage, but I think this team really needs every ounce of great goaltending that it can get right now. Yeah, like, I, I do feel bad for Sandstrom, because I feel like if he was on a team with, you know, that could provide a little more goal support and all that, I think it would be, he'd, he'd have much better numbers for sure. Um, but, like, yeah, he's just... It, it, it th- that's the worst thing is he's not even playing bit poorly. It's just like the team just isn't that good. They're not. And I think that's the, the was, you know, it's fun to see some wins early on for the people that are still really going out and want to see flyers hockey. Yeah. And it, it's nice and all, but it, it's an illusion. I really hope people are not like, enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Enjoy it. But it's not, this team they're just not that good they're not that talented and they're going to fall back to earth i i just i i hope it's not too bad i want to continue to see life out of them i want to continue to see positive signs from the young players this upcoming stretch is not pretty they've got florida and carolina this week both home games and then they go on the road in back-to-back games. They go play in the train station in New York, and then they go play the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then they visit their old buddy Claude Giroux up in Ottawa. That is going to be fun. I, I I can't wait for it. Like, I'm already looking forward to Giroux's return. What? That's like a couple weeks away, two, three weeks away or something? It's, well, oh, Giroux's return to, to Philly. Philly yeah. yeah, that's uh, 12th. That's a 1 p.m. game oh, no. on a yeah, Saturday. Yeah, okay. So, like, yeah, November twelfth. So the kids can see. Yeah, it. so that'll be that'll be fun. But like, yeah, I, I, listen, the team, like, I agree. Like, they're getting these early wins, which is good. Like, at least they're like reeling some fans back in a little bit. But like, this team is not 
a playoff team. I think we all know that. And like, like Torts has basically said it from the beginning. Like he has, I have no idea what this team is. You know what I mean? Like, like he's not hiding it either. Oh, well, he's flat out said this team doesn't do anything well. Yeah. <laughs> not really. It's true. They're not really. I mean, the only thing they've done well so far is uh, Carter Hart, I think has been lights out. And, you know, Travis Konechny has put up some points so yeah. far. He scored four goals. Uh, Kevin Hayes has eight points, which is really impressive. That's nice to but see. They were both benched. Uh, JVR's up there. Yeah, but that's the thing. They were both benched in the Sharks game, and Torts said, I'm just going to keep that in the room. Yeah. Which, like, honestly, yeah. like, that's a different Torts than from before. Before, he'd be asked that in a presser, and he'd be like, yeah, they sucked. Yeah, yeah. But it, the thing is, he benched his top two scorers for the entire third period. Not not ideal. In a game where they were shut out. Yeah, odd. little odd. Yeah, like, I, I feel like there's got to be more of a, a medium response there. Yeah. And this is really our bir- our first big case of torts being torts and that being a problem for us. I'll say this, though, like, even though I don't necessarily agree with that, I will say everyone's been talking about like instilling accountability on this team. And you know what, you know what, like maybe that's, what's going to do it. I don't know. Maybe that's him sending a message to the whole team saying, I don't care who you are and I don't care where we are in a game. If you're playing like dog shit, you're going in the doghouse. you know? Yeah. yeah. So don't, again, I don't agree with it necessarily, but like, you know what? Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's see what the, let's see. We knew that this was going to be None an interesting season because of torts. And I'm, yeah. I'm ready to see it unfold. I'm ready to see it unfold for sure. It's, I, I'm just kind of along for the ride right yeah. now. You know, it's, uh, I'm talking about the hope that kills you. And like, that's what I have done with the flyer. I mean, I've also got problems that I have aired grievances about on this program before that I'm not going to rehash right now with the makeup of this team, but I, it's also just not worth getting too excited for me you do you okay if you're excited good I, I i want you to be happy listener but i personally cannot allow myself to get invested emotionally in this team's success because i know it it is not real and they're just not going anywhere and we'll see what happens i just want to see the young guys do well i just want to see the young guys succeed that's that's all i care about right now that's the most and important thing i want to see carter hart do well i don't want to see carter hart i feel like he's gotten such the short end of the stick the past few years and because this team's played poorly a potential franchise goaltender has had some serious confidence issues like the flyers yet again destroying a promising young goaltender it's depth taxes and killing young goalies hopes the Flyers, at least. Tale as old as time. Flyers killing goalies. <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. I do hate to see it. You know, we're laughing stock of the NHL for that kind of stuff. I'm tired of it. Eagles quarterbacks, Flyers goaltenders, you know, that's always the perpetual problem. I, I would hope both of these problems are fixed right now, but... I guess we're going to find out, but the other problem is I want Chuck gone sooner rather than later. Cause I have no faith in Chucky, no trade clause at this point <laughs> and Chucky poo trades. It's just no faith in this guy moving forward. And I don't want him making any more huge signings or anything. Not that again, I, I've said that I'm not 
opposed necessarily to the Sandheim signing, but it doesn't feel like a guy who's got one foot out the door should be making that kind of move right now. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Please forgive me for um, not remembering, but I was listening to the post game the other day with uh, uh, Bill and one of his callers basically said like the thing with the thing that makes Chuck Fletcher so um, uh, frustrating is the fact that all of his shortcomings, like these aren't like little things that can be like quickly fixed. Like these are things that are going to really handcuff the Flyers for seasons on end. That's the problem. Like this isn't something the Flyers can just wave a magic wand by firing him and hiring someone else. And then that person cleans up the mess. Like, I don't know how you clean up this mess. Aside from time. No, because you can't just release the roster. No. You can't just say, hey... I would like to start expansion team rules. So could you just get rid of every contract on this team and maybe we could do like an expansion draft with the rest of the team? Like, he can't just do that. No. And like right now, it's just like, I I don't see how the Flyers get out of this cap situation without making some crazy, potentially drastic thing like moves. And I don't know, man. Right now, it's just uh, Chuck Fletcher. Oh, my God. Chuck Fletcher. But that's the problem. If the Flyers do too well, if they they fly too close to a very low sun this season, that gives them the wrong impression that they're headed the right direction. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want that. I don't want any bones about it. This is a team that desperately needs help. It desperately needs young talent. So, please... Get rid of Chuck Fletcher already, so I just can't. I, maybe I can enjoy some wins if Chuck Fletcher goes, because I, I worry about his presence lingering past the season. One, I really once do. they start losing some games, then the seat will get hotter progressively. If I swear to God, if yeah. he's this, if he's the GM this time next year, I'm gonna break a ton of shit. <laughs> You'll be where I was after they didn't get Gaudreau. And brought in Nick Delorier on free agency day. Yeah. That was what broke That me. was. A, I, I will was, never forget you know, that. I was already feeling pretty bad. But I was like, all right, listen. I don't. I'm very, very unhappy about the TDA move. But as long as you bring in Johnny G, you bring Johnny G home, I'm happy. <laughs> and then he didn't. And he had the worst excuses I've ever heard. It's hard. Boo-hoo. And that broke He brought me. in the I next best thing. He brought someone home. He brought something home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, what have you done? It's like when Walter White uh, comes back with the cars for him and Walt Jr. And Skyler's <laughs> like, are you an idiot? I wanted to do something nice for my son. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Skyler. When does Chuck Fletcher break bad? <laughs> yeah, when is he going to break bad? We need to see him break bad soon. I and get caught. break bad real get bad. Get caught. Come on. That's the thing. We like, like Walter White can get away with it. Chuck needs to get caught. He needs Hank to come get him. Yeah. It was the Hank who's going to come arrest Chuck Fletcher for his crimes against the Flyers fan base. I don't, I don't know. Whoever, whoever leaked the, uh, whoever figured out the Colangelo burner account situation. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about the Colangelo <laughs> burner account. Oh man. Imagine, Imagine, you know, having a flyer with a burner account. Oh, I, I mean, that that's never all. happened. 
Definitely, certainly not it's never, now. It's, it's certainly, uh, there's certainly nobody that forgot to hide his own birthday <laughs> on his burner. God, I can't believe that happened. That is so funny. You know, between that and <laughs> finding his favorite kind of people at the hotel I stayed at over the weekend, oh. what what a time to be alive, let me tell you. Folks, let me just put it this way. I went from dealing with one group of lunatics and red hats that I did not enjoy being around on Saturday <laughs> to being around a group of lunatics and red hats that I really enjoyed being around on Sunday. And that was my weekend. That's a very good way of putting the story. Yes. Yes. I, I did not want to be around the lunatics and red hats. They just happened to be having uh, what somebody might describe as a hate rally at a hotel I happened to be staying at when I wanted to go eat turkey legs and drink ale at a renaissance fair. But no, no, I just had to have the fucking my pillow guy and a bunch of... Uh, Jesus Christ. All, all the lunatics were at this thing. All the lunatics. I don't want to talk about it. It's getting me upset. George is upset! <laughs> oh no, George. You know, I didn't think I was going to have much energy today. I got, a, I got the flu shot and my COVID Omicron booster today. I thought I wasn't going to be able to get it up, but here I am at 11, 12 p.m., yelling in my basement <laughs> i am very proud of you for for digging deep and finding the energy to do this this late normally we, so fl- all right so for for the people listening as you may or may not know fly probably used to be recorded at nighttime it hasn't been recorded at night very late nighttime yeah <laughs> like it would go until fucking 6 a.m some nights because i'm pretty sure the average fly probably was t- 10 hours long back at once upon a time once upon a time um but like so this is our first episode recording at night in good god steve how long has it been since the the last night episode it's been a while while. i don't know uh i think i recorded i don't know how late i did a couple of the aemon episodes and for the record what a shout Shout out out aemon joined kelly on uh checking out the competition and it was great to hear Eamon on the old uh, Flyers podcast, even if he was talking about the Predators. And also, Kelly, Kelly, you know, I don't appreciate you telling young Eamon that he had that fly purpley stink on him. I didn't appreciate that. This is a fine program. And just because podcasts might go the appropriate length of being longer because somebody associated with this wonderful program, like our our great friend Eamon great friend of the show he's not the best friend of the show that's Bill Clement but great (laughs) friend of the show Eamon you know there's no stink involved with that okay that's musk fly purpley musk it's it's class that's the smell it's class yeah class by fly purpley I was very sad when when Kelly said that Kelly I hope your flight to (laughs) to Paris gets cancelled no I don't no I don't I don't want that I want Kelly to have a very fun time in France that that yeah this woman needs to eat baguettes (laughs) she needs some baguettes baguettes. yeah i need a baguette i could go for a baguette right now it sounds nice right it does yeah it sounds nice but (laughs) yeah no like yeah but i mean if you haven't listened to check out checking out the competition go check it out it's really fun amon's on there kelly was on there she they both kill it every time and glad to hear amon's silky smooth vocals back on the uh Oh yeah, that you know. There's just a certain that accent, man. You can't. Oh beat no, that. no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. 
Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Well, you want to talk about, this is just a big gear shift right here, but you want to talk about reverse retros? Yes, I do. I really do. I would love to talk about reverse, because, you know, I've always been a big fan of talking about jerseys. NHL style, always a big deal to me. I mean, I grew up in the 90s when rappers would wear NHL jerseys on the regular. I mean, Snoop wearing that Penguins jersey constantly was a fashion icon right there. And I don't agree with his choice of team for that, but you know what? It looked good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. I'm trying to figure out what I have so many things to say about the reverse retros. So like, so let's start with the, yeah, I was going to say, let's start with the team that we unfortunately are uh, stuck towards rooting for, for the rest of eternity and, and start with the flyers here. So the flyers went with, it's kind of, it kind of just looks like the current jerseys with the colors mixed up, but (sighs) after getting some comments on Twitter and, you know, looking at some pictures and also the reveal of the, uh, the Cooperalls, which is only part I'm excited about. (laughs) Um, it looks like it's more of an homage to the, the seventies and like early eighties jerseys. So it's, it's kind of a combat. I mean, the thing about their current jerseys is they're an homage to those seventies and early eighties jerseys in the first place. Right. So it's all kind of the same. There's a few more things like the logo is a little sharper, like it was back then. It's there's some more pointed like sleeves and things like that, but it still looks a lot like what they currently wear with remix colors. So they've got black on the shoulders and let me pull up the flyers one. They've got orange on the, what do we call that? Do we call that just the sleeve right there? Yeah. The cuff. Yeah. I guess it's like the, I just say down the sleeve. I, yeah, I guess it's the cuff. Down the sleeve. Yeah. But you know, it's, it it kind of, it's a lot more black and white than I think most flyers jerseys have ever been. It looks like, it reminds me of like the Bengals all white 
uniforms that they have now. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, which are interesting. I like the white helmet. Yeah, I think that's pretty dope. But like, it's kind of a weird look. And like, like with the Bengals, I think the Bengals are one of the only other pro sports teams to really do orange well. And I think, like with the Bengals, the Flyers need more orange in this. I think just a little yeah. bit more would go a long way. And I do. Say, I gotta say though, wearing the Cooperalls in warmups is going to be pretty great. I, I love that. I, I love that they put them out there. The Cooperalls are such a weird part of NHL history. Yeah. That year, the Flyers, the, that like two year period when the Flyers and Whalers wore pants. They wore slacks during games. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. But I am happy that those are back for but what's funny. Ups. What's funny is like, that's how like regular people play like street hockey, basically. Yeah. But you roller know, it's hockey. not how. Roller hockey. That's how people dress for roller hockey. They have the hockey pants. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it they're okay. I I think they're gonna look better on the ice, but I wish there was just a bit more orange involved. I very much agree. Like, I, I hear uh, on the flagship show, I hear Charlie talking all the time about how like orange is like the, the what sets the Flyers apart. Like no one else is does orange like the Flyers, and when they don't incorporate, nobody else does, and especially in the NHL. Yeah. The NHL, I mean, the Oilers do it okay no, as long as it's not their primary fuck color. Them. Like if it's on their, it's on their shoulder yoke, that's okay. Oh well, yeah. But yeah. when they make it their primary, it stinks. And the Islanders can't do it at all. Like the only team with orange as its primary is the Flyers, and that's the only way it should be. And like, I just, it's so weird that like they keep for these. I don't know, like. I, they're black, like alternate uniforms. I fucking hate them. Like they're so. Oh, the current ones. Yeah, though they're they're weird. Like I and the thing is, I think they'd be okay with a few tweaks. I think, like for instance, if you colored in the numbers and the name on the yeah. back with white or orange or something, where you could actually fucking read it, it would be cool. And maybe if you played with the numbers on the sleeves. Yeah. yeah right. But like. But no, they have all those details, and I hate them all. And they wear them all the time. I know, and I wish they would not wear them ever. It's just like I don't like them at <laughs> I agree. all. And I will say the the Flyers' first color rush uniforms, I liked those. The reverse retro one, or uh, excuse me, not yeah, not color rush. Um, yeah, reverse retro. No, they're great. Like they were ones that when we first saw the leak. We were kind of skeptical, saying they kind of look like a, a, a knockoff, like Foreman Mills, Foreman Mills type jersey. But once we saw them on the ice, we all really liked them. I mean, the shade of orange was right. Yeah. It was that like '90s, like burnt orange, and it was. It, it, they really grew on us. I think they were really cool. They were a great remix of that look. And I think my biggest problem with the current one is it just doesn't feel like enough of a an attempt by the flyers to try something new it just feels like they kind of just half-assed yeah, the assignment kind of here together yeah and like i know there's not that many jerseys to really work with in flyers history and i know this also goes hand in hand with doing the cooperalls but i really would have liked my primary thing i would have liked to seen is to play with the 2012 winter classic jersey which I don't understand oh. why they ever got rid of those out of the rotation. I think they're one of the most popular jerseys in the history of the franchise. Some of the best jerseys in the history of the franchise. That lace-up, it's one of the only times they played with the core look, and it's been successful. It looks fantastic. So, here's the thing. Why don't you do a cream version of that? 
That would be amazing. I would love it. I would get it that would so fast. Yeah. And, and you know why I know it would work? It's because, you know those, like, lace-up hoodies that they sell? Like, 47 makes yeah. them? They do one in the color scheme that it would basically have for that jersey. Yeah. It's basically designed. So why don't you just do it? <laughs> I don't know what they're waiting or, for. Or a black version of that would also be dope. Uh, it would. No, it would totally work. It would totally work. A black and orange version of that. I think it would be really good. I think you could do that great. And I think it would look cool. I really do. But I, I and the, so my other option, if you want to get fucking weird with this. Why don't you go and you remix the 3D logo one? I honestly was wondering if that was going to be this reverse retro. And uh, I hate that jersey I too. so much. <laughs> I own one. It is sitting like 10 or like two feet behind me. Okay. I hate that jersey. I think it's the most hideous jersey I've ever had. But if you're going to get weird with this shit, let's get fucking get weird. Get really let's weird. Let's get fucking yeah. nuts. Let's get weird. So, yeah. Like, you don't even have to necessarily bring back the weird 3D logo, right? You could just make it the Flyers logo and maybe just alter the style of jersey a little bit, but keep the core idea there. But play around with it. Do a black version of that. Do, like, a white version with black and orange. You know, like, there are ways you can play around. Or, you know what? Say screw it, because a lot of teams here just made new creations. You know what they should do? They should have a Flyers, uh, for the next Reverse Retro, they should have the teal Flyers jersey. Oh, the blue one. Yeah, I think Jeff Mang posted that up here. I've talked about this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The teal one. So there's two options here. So I think you're referring to one thing and I'm referring to another. So what I'm referring to is Starter made a very weird blue and white Flyers jersey. I've referenced it on the show before. Look it up. It's super weird. And that was more of like a... Not quite navy, but, like, somewhere between, like, a royal and a navy blue. And it just had, like, it just looked like the Flyers jersey, but it was, like, blue. It was super stupid and weird. What you're referring to, I believe, is the concept that the Flyers had. Was it in the 90s, right? Yeah, it was 1995. Different jersey, like, entirely. A whole new look. And it was super bizarre. Yeah. I'm looking at the story now. This is written in 2014 by by Travis Hughes, RIPD. The Flyers commissioned this third jersey concept in 1995. It never saw the ice, thank God. The Fly- it's hideous. It, it's like it's like if you took the San Jose Sharks and Atlanta Thrashers and mashed them with the Flyers. That's what it, these look like, and they were so gross. They're terrible. <laughs> they are really gross. I, if you've ever seen Quicks, have you ever seen? The MLB future jerseys? No. Why don't you Google that, that real quick while I talk about this? Look for MLB future jerseys. They they kind of look like this, where it was like MLB imagine what the jerseys of the future would look like, and they look like shit. <laughs> Thank God that future didn't come about. But the the alternate logo on this Flyers teal one is so weird. Just seeing the orange, black, and teal is just bizarre. I like the liber- little Liberty Bell in it. But the Flyers word mark is hideous. The wings coming out are so Very weird, weird. And it looks like the Washington Capitals. I'm screaming at these MLB future jerseys. Uh, in particular, <laughs> in particular, the Pirates one, where it's just a... The Pirates one! The Pirates one is so funny. It's just an angry The giant pirate. bucko head. Yeah, and he's just like in the middle of the shirt. 
It looks like a four-year-old's t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you remember, like, the big Ed Hardy craze a few years back? Yeah. God. Yeah, a little bit like that, too. Wow. I didn't know that happened. Wow. What a time. It did. But, yeah, the Flyers should... You know what? Again, if you're going to get weird... Get really weird. And I think they should get weird. Yes. They should get weird at least one time a year. Like, if, if they're doing a bunch of throwback games this year... Do throwbacks to this kind of stuff. They should wear these jerseys once, even just for warm-ups, and then auction it off for charity. Because I think it's fun to do stuff like that. Do, just do weird, stupid shit. Because the NHL also is the least popular of the four major sports. I mean, it's below college football, even. Yeah. It's, you know, it's above MLS, but by how much? <laughs> Who's to say? But the NHL should do anything they can to grab weird attention. And the NBA, you know... The NBA goes out and wears a whole bunch of different fucking weird jerseys every year and they go for it. Like you're going to wear some hideous stuff sometimes. Just do it. So I just wish the Flyers had gotten a little weird with this and they don't have the biggest jersey history to pull from. But there are ways you can do it. It would have been more interesting if they had gone with the Tony the Tiger jerseys. Are you, You're familiar with these, oh, right? Oh, yes. That's what I want. Yeah, which are the thing about the Tony the Tiger jerseys is they are a play on the old Quakers jerseys and... If they did officially licensed versions of those, people would buy them. We have been seeing the Tony the Tiger jerseys ever since 2012, and they're all bootlegs. And we've been seeing at the Wells Fargo Center ever since. Yeah, like that. Would they're be, all bootlegs made in China. Every one of them. That would be like one of the most fun, like chaotic, let's get weird ideas. And I, I don't know. I, I think that would be so, <laughs> that would be so hilarious if they actually went with that one. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I just want the Flyers to either either make a beautiful jersey or make it weird. Don't just go do this half-ass right. thing. I don't know. I, I would love to see them go back to the '80s '90s look, but I'd also I like the current jerseys, but I feel like maybe it's time to mix it up, especially because the fan interest is so. Yeah, low. I would love to see them go back. I would like to see them bring back the. Legion of Doom jerseys, like the yeah, nineties that, are. So I think good. that's everybody's favorite era. I think it's the it's perfection. Yeah, it is as perfect a Flyers jersey as you can get. And I know Charlie doesn't like the black ones from that era, but you know what? That's as good a Flyers black jersey as you're gonna get. And the home and away are just mwah, nothing beats like them. that. Black jersey them. is perfect as an alternate. You know what I mean? Like that is a it's a great perfect alternate. alternate. Like wear it a f- nine times a year, and that's it. You know, I'm cool with that, yeah. but like, um, yeah, I, I uh, God, I, I love those sweaters so much. They, I would love for those to come back. I would love for them to come. I'm excited for Mitchell and Ness to start making NHL stuff again, because yeah. then we can start getting some real proper throwback stuff instead of this like flimsy fanatics bullshit. Yeah, fuck fanatics. And yes, I know fanatics owns part of Mitchell and Ness and all that. Mitchell and Ness still has goddamn standards. Yes, they do. So yes. I'm looking for fine Philadelphia company right there. Yeah, they are. I got I the amount. That's why I love that. Like every time I go, and I didn't know that until recently. Every time I go to Mil- Mitchell and Ness, the amount of like throwback Eagle shit, like fly, like all of it, it they crush it. The Hextall jersey I have in back of me does not fit me at all, but it is a beautiful goddamn jersey. I love it. And if I lose enough weight, I'm fitting back in that thing and wearing it to everything. But I got I got a road to go on that one. You're going to get there, Steve. <laughs> very small. You're going to get there. It's got the tie down. It's got the tie down. You can't beat that. Come on. That's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. 
So let's look at some of these other jerseys around the league and, you know, just do a quick rundown. I want to, don't want to talk about this forever, but some of these are very, very bland. Like I'm looking at Chicago and Detroit who literally just have stripes and their city name on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Leafs just put out a Maple Leafs jersey. I didn't. It's stupid. Like, I don't hate it. Because it reminds me of... It looks good! The Maple Leafs have a good look, but it just looks like a regular-ass Maple Leafs jersey. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Alright, the Stars is kind of boring. The Flames have just, like, a black jersey with that weird pedestal thing, that weird pedestal stripe that comes up. yeah. Yeah. Alright, so... The Predators just did throwbacks to the mustard can. I was about to say, that. so I have four winners. Well, really five winners. Um, and the Predators are one because I, I think that's such a fun thing. So like, it's fun. It's a great throwback. And like, as I said, like they're getting weird. They're going to a weird era that people wanted. Yeah. So like, I love that. I'm glad that that's coming back. Um, I want, all right. I want to go over my, my other winners here. Cause like I have five very distinct ones that like owned it that like for the reverse retro. So like there's the Predators. There's the Capitals. I love that Screaming okay. Eagle logo so much. Like The Screaming Eagle is a weird one, but uh, I, I respect them for going back to that era and giving people what they wanted there. And they went with a black version of the Screaming they did. Eagle, right? Yeah. I love it. Very 90s. Very 90s indeed, yeah. But I think the Caps crushed it. I think the Canucks, demo- oh my God, I love theirs. I love, what is that, Johnny Canuck? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so, it, like, you want to talk weird. Johnny Canuck is this weird of a symbol that you can put on a hockey sweater <laughs> as there gets. And let's fucking go for it, man. He's wearing a beanie. He's wearing a flannel. He's skating. You can't beat it. <laughs> it's just, like, so fun. That's, like, such a fun jersey, and the colors are perfect for it. Like, I don't know. I love that one. I like the blues. I think the blues one is really cool. I love the I love the design on the front. I felt like their last reverse retro just felt kind of boring. This time they're doing something different, but I think it works. So I love the blues one. What I like about the blues is it doesn't look like many other sweaters in the NHL. And I I think a lot of the problem that a lot of these run into, or not a lot of the problem a lot of these run into, but the problem that a lot of these run into is a lot of these just look like other hockey jerseys that are already out there. And I can't really think of another jersey that has a word mark like the St. Louis blues with the, the logo running through. Yeah. And it's like a different type of note, which is cool. Like it, it looks, I don't know. I think it looks really cool, but my other big winner is the Florida Panthers. I love, I'm torn on this one. I I think the colors are really out there and wild, but the logo is a little off to me. I like, I'm cool with it because like, like the colors I like because it's like, it's so different that it's like, it just looks so fun. You know what I mean? And like, I know it's, Oh, the the colors are great yeah. and it's definitely fun. It feels very Miami. Yes. But like, and I, I get what you're saying about the, the, um, uh, the crest, like the logo, the crest, I would prefer the, the logo to be the, the leaping cat. Cause that is still, in my opinion, one of my favorite logos in all of hockey. Um, oh, for sure. But like, so I'd love it if that was the logo, but like, I will take it. I will take this. I think this is a really fun spin on a former Jersey. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, it's a shame that the Panthers, like 
they have like attendance issues because like they do have like a pretty fun past and um i don't know i I would love to see they've got a fun team too it's a shame yeah so i i really love this jersey a lot and it's just it's unique and different and that's what i like about it okay and so how many of your top five is that is that three that's all five that's all five okay good good there we go so let me talk for a minute. I, I really liked what the San Jose Sharks did with the throwback to the California Golden Seals. I thought that yeah, was a that was really a cool little too. throwback. Uh, Vegas did something very Vegas and <laughs> made one that like glows in the dark. I feel like I'm at a rave looking at what the jerseys look like. Well, you know, if fun. you lick the letters, it's got ecstasy on it. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> don't lick the letters on the jerseys. Yeah, no, looks. don't actually do that. I would not recommend that. And then one team I'd love to take to task right here, and I think is getting too much credit, is the Islanders. Because I actually like the Gorton's Fisherman logo. I actually think it's great because it's a, a cranky old fisherman with a hockey stick. It's great. But they didn't go hard enough. No. You need the waves, guys. You need the wavy bottom. Okay? Like, the Tampa Bay Lightning understood the assignment they went fucking hard. <laughs> yeah they did i would never wear that thing ever but you know what i love it because it's a, it's absurd it's got lightning bolts on the side it's got it's got raindrops on the front to surround the main lightning bolt to me and it's got the ocean at the bottom how can you beat that they went huge it's an acid trip of a jersey and that's the yeah. funniest like that's what i love about it it's so it's just ridiculous so I'm glad. But the Islanders over here fi- found a way to make the Gorton's Fisherman look boring. Yeah. They got rid of like the waves and the fun details and they just gave us the Fisherman logo on a Navy jersey. Fucking Lou Lamorello is just the worst. It's like when they took the Pepsi logo and changed it into whatever the fuck it is now. Like, what'd you do that for? Just like, it was perfect the way it was. Just <laughs> keep doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just blandy, you know, done bland versions of their their trademarks lately, and I don't like it. Let's make things interesting. What do we think about the Bruins? Just the Bearhead. Do we like the Bearhead? I dig it. I'm not, like, over the moon about it, but I dig it. I think the Bearhead looks too realistic. I I don't like it, because it's just like, it just looks like a stupid bear. It's like, hey, I'm a bear. Well, I fucking love bears. I fucking love bears, too, but... I would prefer, like, a, a more stylized animation, much like the Gorton's Fisherman. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it does look very realistic. Borderline too realistic, but, like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I like it. I just want to... I, I think I want it more poo, okay? I, give me more poo. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I do need a little more poo. Give me more Love poo. Love poo. Or at least the pizza. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> the Oilers. I have never liked this look. I hate it. I thought the oil drop was like a, a reviled look around the league. And a lot of people have been giving this like a lot of credit. And I think it looks terrible. I don't understand the love for this at all. I have. I agree. I've never understood this logo. Like I get the gears because it's like, oh, they're oilers, oiler industry. No, I think this is the dumbest logo. I don't know why people are so in love with it. I think it sucks. And I hope it dies a slow death. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed all around on that one. <laughs> it just doesn't look good. We're talking teams that go that go hard. The Arizona Coyotes fucking go hard. For all 5,000 of their fans, they go super they hard. They do. I give the Coyotes credit. Like, they went back to the Kachina uniforms and, like, 
now all every reverse retro they have is just wild and i i love it so love it absolutely love it rangers i I like the statue of liberty head i think it looks clean but uh, you know kind of like we've seen this yeah like honestly i'm not a huge fan of theirs because i feel like theirs looks like almost a t-shirt it's weird i can't really yeah i i hear you there it's weird i hear i don't like the look i don't you know it's it's fine to me but you know which one I really like? I, but like, as far as like the clean looks go, because there's a few of them that just look clean. Yeah. I think the Winnipeg Jets jerseys look really clean. I need to look at those again. Let me see. They're like, they're a remix of their, their classics, really. But I don't know. I think they just look clean. I like the look. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not crazy about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like that. I like that better than the, the powder blue Montreal Canadiens one, to be fair. I actually love that one. I I don't know. I so I kind of have a weird thing with too much like the shades of blue going together and I think that might be my Phillies brain. Yeah. Because for me there's two very distinct Phillies looks and I can't really mix the two where you have the 80s Phillies which is the maroon and powder blue and you have the current Phillies which tends to be more of like a navy bright red pinstripe kind of thing. Yeah. And when you mix the two, it just doesn't work for me. And that I think is what's going on here is like this bright red and the Navy and the powder blue is like, I don't know for, for me, that's not aesthetically pleasing, but a lot of people seem to really like this. Yeah. I I don't know. I really, I think it looks kind of like the way I love the Phillies, like throwback uniform. It reminds me of that. So I think that's Hmm. why I like it so much. Now, the Buffalo Sabres are one I want to talk about because I actually, I like actually both Sabres logos of the, this like late nineties one and the current one they're using. Obviously the Buffalo slugs a piece of shit. Yeah. A lot of people call this the goat head, but I always, this is a Buffalo. It's literally head. not a goat. People call, it's, it doesn't look like a goat. It looks like a Buffalo it's head. A they call it a goat head. I don't understand, but yeah, it's a bison. And I I've always enjoyed the logo. It's very nineties. Like it's a, a real bison with attitude, but it, I think that looks good. I like that one. I kind of wish though, they had gone back to the red and black look from the late. 90s. Well, they are doing that. They are doing that. Okay. I thought they were just going with that's coming the, back. Yeah. The bison head on the yellow and blue. So they're bringing back the black and red bison head. I can't remember if it's this season or next season, but it's coming back. And like, good. I, can't I, I think they should wear that like a couple times a year because that was always a badass look. It was a really awesome look. Like the Hashik years. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because there were a few teams that I think pulled off the those late 90s like black jerseys well. And I think they were one of them. And unfortunately, the Devils were one of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're the Devils, like red and black. Is the most demonic like color combination I can think yeah. of. Yeah, it works for them. All right, let's uh, just a couple more, and then I'm call it quits on that. But uh, ducks, I'm always a supporter of the classic Mighty Ducks head. Uh, maybe more eggplant though. I like the eggplant. That's my thing. I need more eggplant. Like I need more cowbell. Needs more eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> need more. I have a. Yeah. I have a fever. The only prescription is more eggplant. It's more eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and uh, the Penguins look is clean. I hate to say it, but it's it it's looks clean. good. But it doesn't yeah. feel inspired. They didn't really remix anything. It just kind of feels like a throwback to the late nineties, pretty much. But I still dig it. Yeah, 
Now, with the Avalanche, I'm not usually the biggest fan of the Rockies logo and color scheme, but this one works for me. That one reminds me of, like, the Devils. Well, I think that's the same organization. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. They're all throwing back to the same shit. Yeah, really. Yeah, and then the Wild, they're doing just the North Stars again, which is hilarious because the North Stars are literally the Dallas Stars. It is hilarious. It really is. And then, you know, why can't we throw back to the Quakers? Come on. Just told from the rich history right there. Or, you know what? The Flyers are fucking cowards. Give us Philadelphia Blazers uniforms. What are you oh, doing? That what would are we be even awesome. doing here? That would be incredible. You fucking cowards. Give us flyerized Blazer uniforms and I will lose my shit. I would go nuts. <laughs> that would be or so Or if we awesome. want to go really crazy. If we want to get really nuts, Philadelphia Bulldogs roller hockey uniforms. Oh. Let's do it. Oh, all right. So this is relevant to me personally, but like they should have like a Richmond Robins throwback. I'll have to look that up. I don't know the Richmond Robins at they all. They were the Flyers AHL affiliate in like the 70s. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. I'm going to have to look that one up. How about that? Get deep, deep cuts today. Deep cuts with Quakes and Steve. Richmond Robins. Richmond Robins. Last one I want to talk about here. I want to talk about the Los Angeles Kings. Because I'm one of the few... I don't know. I think I feel like the NHL fan base is divided on the Kings. Where they're, you're either a yellow and purple or forum blue, if you please. Or you're a, a silver and black guy. And with the Kings, I've always preferred silver and black for some reason. I also do. But I also respect the purple and yellow. But like, if I had to choose, I respect the purple and yellow, but I like the silver and black a lot better. I th- so you know how they do that? They have that jersey now that that's like pretty much the '90s, white and silver and black. Yeah, like which I like. I, I love think it. it's clean. I think I want them to go back to those completely. Oh, you mean the '90s straight up the Gretzky? Yes, like I want them to go back to. Oh those yeah, forever. those are great They're jerseys. Incredible. Great I don't like the jeweled crown. Is my thing. I don't like the crown logo. I think the crown logo sucks. I don't hate it, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that black 90s, the black and white 90s jerseys were so clean. And like the they're very the clean. purple they're and clean. yellow ones, I like them, but they're just not clean. And I love clean. I like clean a lot, which is why I've always been a big Flyers jersey fan, to be honest with you. I think the Flyers have always had clean looks for the most yeah. part, except for the 3D logo, which is uh, an atrocity to all of mankind. It was right horrible. There. Yeah. <laughs> it was so <laughs> Always will be. Oh, the Richmond Robins have quite a badass uh, Hawk logo or Robin, I guess. It's right hilarious. There. It's like. He's really got some. It kind of looks like Craig Berube. Little... <laughs> he kind of does a little bit. Yeah. It looks just like Craig Berube, the Richmond Robin. <laughs> now there's a roller hockey team called the Richmond Rollin' Robins. I'm like, ah. Rollin' Robin. Cool. Fantastic. I love it. Philadelphia Bulldogs, Richmond Robins. Let's, uh, let's get it done, Flyers. And the Blazers. The Blazers, I think, is the top one. Make it happen. I'm all for it. All for it. All right. That's pretty much all we got on that. I wanted to mention... <laughs> Did you want to take like two minutes to mention this daytime TV thing I have down here at the end? Or do you want to just uh, call it quits today? I'll be honest. I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> it hit me. It All hit right, me in like the going. last 15 minutes. Well, 
we'll talk about this next okay. week. This will be good content next week. This is just Steve's observations from the gym. I didn't anticipate talking about the Phillies for 30 minutes, but, you know, then it's not every day your team uh, has a surprise trip to the world freaking series. <laughs> we needed to. Oh, baby. We needed to. Folks, thanks so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Quigs, where can people find you on the Twitter machine? I'll fucking tell you, Steve. They can fucking find me at Ryan Quiggs with a Z on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I bought a beer the other day because it was called Master of Pumpkins. (laughs) Why is that so awesome to me? Because it's a a fucking metal Metallica name Uh, for a beer. That's terrific. Master of Puppets, Master of Pumpkins. I couldn't not buy it. No, you have to. Master of Pumpkins. And it was Trogues, which is a nice uh, local PA brewery right there. That's legendary. Was it good? I haven't drank it yet. I'm going to drink it this weekend. It's going to be the best beer you've had all year. I had about 6,000 beers this weekend, so I need uh, (laughs) to detox for a few days. I'm excited for (laughs) you to try it. Go fightings. Go fighting. So I'm excited too. We'll talk about it next week. All right. You can find Ryan at Ryan Quiggs. You can find me at Fly Purbly or at Estee Bombas for hockey purposes. Make it Fly Purbly. Follow Fly Purbly on Instagram. Follow BSH, BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey. We're running out of gas. That COVID booster and flu shot combination cocktail is kicking my butt. Folks, it's time to go. Thanks so much for listening. In the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, 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 Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.